Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I am your host, Josh Kimmel. With me on the phone, because it's football season, is Christopher Koffler. What is up, my guy? What's going on, man? You know, you know, Chris, you know, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. There's just so much going on in the wrestling world. Um, You know, AEW's falling apart. WWE's thriving. DX is back for one night for five seconds. That meant nothing. That was one of the worst DX things 80, of all time. 80% of DX was back. No, Hornswoggle was part of it for a while. Um, there was someone that was missing. Yeah, Hornswoggle. Um, who else? I think uh, there's some, there was someone else in DX for like one night too. And it doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> uh, um, Scissor Me Daddy. You can't say that. Oh, sorry, um, Smart Mark. What are the... I don't want to get into it because that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. How, let me just say though, how cool would that have been though if he would have shown up? Like, well, I wish they could have all worked that out, the and world, everyone could like swallow their pride and just be like, just let him go. Yeah, it was a big moment in wrestling history when they were together. This is the what the twenty fifth year anniversary. Just everybody, let's be cool and let's make it happen. I agree, but it's all Tony Khan's fault. I heard they wanted him, and Tony Khan said no. That's the rumor going around town, which I don't blame Tony, which makes no sense. Why wouldn't you want your product on a, in the WWE? Because you know, that crowd would be chanting the whole scissor me daddy ass. That'd be good for, that'd be good for AEW. Look, AEW is the one that said no, apparently, allegedly. They, they, they asked for him and they and he said no. Um, that's odd to me. That's not, Billy Gunn was an AEW on WWE television once before. You remember that? No, I don't remember that offhand. And I know why Tony Khan said no, if you really think about it. It's because it was a Hall of Fame thing in Triple H. That's when he called him the piss-ant company. Because, oh, blah, 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 you you work for the, that piss-ass company, piss company or whatever. So yeah, Tony, the piss-ant company. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, so Tony Khan probably was like, fuck them. They want my guy now? No, because last time he was on their television, they, they dogged us. So he's probably thinking, I'm not going to let him do it again. Smart. Yeah. But it's still odd that he wouldn't anyway. We're here to talk about um, some wrestling, but before we do that, follow us on Twitter, Josh Kimmel OUS. That's the only social media I have left because I cannot log into my others. Um, <laughs> follow Chris at RTW Chris on Twitter as well. Um, we have some nice, I have some awesome takes that I say every single night on about wrestling and nobody listens, but they always come true. Um, almost, the, always. Almost. Majority. Except for the ones that you text me. The ones I text you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I text you a lot of good ones, right? Yeah, but there was one you text me last night that didn't happen. Yeah, because, you know, I got tricked. I got every time I see merch, like I was in a show in Tampa one year and John Cena hasn't been in WWE in a while. And I see John Cena shirts are being sold. I'm like, okay, John Cena's definitely coming here because he lives here. 
they have John Cena shirts out. So I saw the Canadian, the elite shirt. You saw it too, I'm sure, right? They yep. Were, and I mm-hmm. saw someone in the stands or in the crowd wearing one. So I'm like, why wouldn't they come out? They have the shirt ready. But turns out it was just a way for them, them to make money. Yeah. It, the, the way the episode went, though, it set itself up for it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen. My prediction, if you guys want, want to know, which would make the elite heels, right? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, no one's a heel. No one's a baby face in, w, in AEW. But um, <laughs> I thought maybe the elite will come out at the very end and somehow all death triangles out there and somehow, you know, elite and the, all the best friends are out there and whatever it may be. And then the elite come out and it's like a three-way stare down or maybe a two-way stare down. I don't know. For the trios titles that are irrelevant now. Yeah. Pretty much irrelevant. Just like they I, all, all landed. I knew Orange Cassidy was winning that. Did you? I did not know that. Yeah, I knew it. It was the main event of the show, which, you know what? Let's talk about it now. Fine. Fuck it. It's the main event of the show. Pac cannot hold two titles. That's not kind of like how AEW operates, unless you're Kenny Omega. I was thinking it's a, it's a good time for Orange Cassidy to win a title, even if it's such a meaningless title. And he's there every single week, and he has no issues showing up every week. Pac does. Mm-hmm. So why not give it to one of your fan favorites, a title that's kind of meaningless at the moment. Maybe he can make it something. And I'm not saying Pat can't. It's just he's not there enough to make it something. Yeah, he's not consistent enough because he's got his travel issues. Definitely worthy of it. Just a lot of travel issues, which is what concerns me about the trios title being with him as well. Yeah, and and I, I feel like with Orange Cassidy holding the title, he can do more with it. Whereas he has more feuds, um, you know, heels can chase him. He can maybe do a challenge, open challenge every night like TNT title used to be. Maybe this is the new TNT title now. Because I'll tell you what, the TNT title to me, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, ever since Miro lost it, it's kind of just been irrelevant. And Wardlow has done nothing to make it relevant at all. To, in my opinion, he's beating scrub monster heels that are scrubs. Brian Cage and... The other scrubs of the world. I mean, Brian Cage last night was terrible on the mic. Don't ever give him a microphone again. It was so bad. But back to Orange Cassidy. Do you ever see him breaking away from the best friends? Maybe, because he was not with them in the beginning. He could, but I don't know, because everyone's in a stable there. So where else would he go? You know, like yeah. what other, he wouldn't fit in anywhere else. I don't see. That's a good point. Um, I, Maybe you know, they could become the death square. <laughs> the death, they already have oh, there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so stupid. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it wouldn't work. But it just, it just, I'm sick of like the Dan Housen, um, jumping into random matches for, you know, it was so lame. I, I thought that took a, away from the match. People love him. I don't. I, I mean, he's a great character, but he doesn't belong in a serious match like that. I thought that was a serious match that they kind of fucked up by putting Danhausen there. I don't know how you, you probably marked unless, it out. You love that stuff. Unless unless they're gonna. T- I was a little confused by that spot. So unless they're gonna tie that in somewhere about how that allegedly affected the match and he cursed him right there, and that's why he lost. Speaking about loss, I think we lost Chris. I think Chris is gone. Um, you you all heard him fade away into oblivion. Um, well, there he is. He's back. Did, did, did you lose me there? I, I heard you the whole time. Yeah, you you faded away. You went, ah. <laughs> That's weird. You went the way of Danhausen. 
Yes. So I was saying, I don't know what all you did here then, that if there's some explanation, like Danhausen says, oh, I cursed him and that's why he lost the match and lost his title. If it just, that was appearance and then there's no explanation, no follow-up, then that was kind of pointless, which is probably the way it's going to go. I just feel like um, any kind of group, not just the best friends, not just, you know, just think of any kind of group you could think of. The Dark Order, whoever. I think you're only as good as your weakest person in the in the group, in the faction. I think Danhausen is pretty damn weak. And I think that uh, Chuck is pretty damn weak and useless. I would just like to see Trent and Orange Cassidy do something without those losers. Like, they're, they're probably great people, whatever. But what I mean is losers on screen. Like, Chuck is... Literally, what do you got against Chuck? He's just a zero. He's a he's honestly a zero when it comes to professional wrestling. A zero. He doesn't move the needle for you. No, not to me. He does nothing. Like there's nothing special about him. There's nothing where what he does. Like he's not. He doesn't have a thing. He's just what? a out of shape fat guy who wears tie dye. <laughs> Seriously. So what does Trent? What does Trent have that Chuck doesn't? Chuck has it, or not Chuck. Trent has it. Trent has the muscle mass. Trent has the personality. He has that anger. He can wrestle. Chuck can't. Um, he he. You, you you take someone like Trent and you put him in a group with like the Pinnacle, which they're back. I told you. I told you the Pinnacle's a thing. Yeah. I remember I said that. Nobody wanted to believe me, but they are a thing. Um, put him somewhere meaningful. He will do something. You take someone like Chuck. He'll do nothing. It's kind of like how Daddy Magic is in the Jericho Appreciation Society. He was a nothing with 2.0. Nothing. We hated. Remember, we hated 2.0. Yeah, I couldn't stand them. They were 2.0 with Daniel Garcia. I couldn't stand any of the three of them. And then you take them, and then you put them with Jericho in a good group. And now I know Jeff Parker. I know Daddy Magic. I know Daniel Garcia. Like, I'm not going, who are these guys? What do they do? With Chuck, I'm feeling like, oh, he's just a guy in tie-dye that comes out as a mascot for his friend Orange Cassidy and his friend Trent. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what I see. I don't see him as a professional wrestler. I see him as just some some guy who was good on the indies and didn't really – he doesn't really fit the mold of what – I just don't get it. I don't get his gimmick. And I don't think – no one's out here. No, There's no Chuck super fans. There's no one going, oh, Chuck is my favorite wrestler. Like, I just – don't get him. Yeah. So if you take him out of the group, he like he's not someone that's going to be able to go on a singles run by himself. No, but obviously <laughs> Orange Cassidy can. I believe Trent can. Trent's got the look. Trent's got the. He's got the, so the Trent, intensity. What I'm what I'm hearing is Trent is big and sweaty enough to go out on his own and be a wrestler. He's believable. <laughs> it doesn't mean big and sweaty. He's like Kevin Owens is obviously fat, no muscle, but he's believable. Yeah, no, you know I know. What what you're saying. I just had to throw that jab in yeah, there. You yeah, subtly yeah. are talking about the thing that's missing is he's not a big sweaty dude. He doesn't have that BSD quality that you love in your wrestlers. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He doesn't have those abs of steel or the biceps or the definition. He's just honestly, I see more in shape people in a in a at a Bucks game in the stands. That's what I do. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved how you worked that one in there. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. We talked about the last thing. Well, the last thing I want to talk about. We should open up with Bray. Speaking about Bray, you know, burying the lead. Uh, Bray Wyatt, White Rabbit, whatever you want to call him, he's back. Um, 
I watched the entire Extreme Rules. I know you did not watch one second. Uh, you're not a real wrestling fan. You're you're casual, which is okay. Get it? I'm hardcore. Listen, I, I was I was disconnecting for the weekend, out camping, disconnected from the tech, from the world, from all the technology. That's what I said when I when I cracked my phone in half um, after my screen turned or screen turned green. I said the same thing. I'm disconnecting. I don't need to be a part of the social media in the um, the world anymore. For mm-hmm. one for one night, it was enough. I'm back. But yeah, I know Chris. Extreme Rules was pretty good pay per view, uh, premium live event. It, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, there was a couple not good matches, but the very end was kind of weird with Bray Wyatt coming back. I know everyone loves it. Bray Wyatt's back, but I thought it was a. He didn't really have a place on the show. He didn't really do anything. You saw him for maybe five seconds. The lead up was pretty good. The whole thing. He, I love how he incorporates every single character he's ever played in his yep. in his return. That was cool. I like that. I have you know I'm not a Wyatt guy. You know that. Nope. I have high hopes for Wyatt because Triple H is running the show. I have high hopes for the Wyatt Six, um, a faction they're gonna have. I can't wait who's to see who's in it. I have some assumption who's gonna be in it. I don't know who for sure. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, but you don't watch WWE enough to know. Yeah, I don't I don't know who they could plug into it right now. I don't know. I think everything is on the table right now. They could do anything. They're probably gonna bring some people back. You think maybe like an Eric Rowan will come back? You know, Alexa Bliss could get moved over because she's been commenting or making some post. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see because I'm wondering at what point, like I already feel like Triple H, you can definitely feel his presence in the show now, like that he's had his hands on it, but I still feel like there's a couple of Vince things left over. And so I'm just wondering at what point does Triple H really take over? And then I think this maybe could be one of the first big projects and things that he's put together. You know what I mean? Cause like, what is it? The, uh, with the Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, that's like a leftover Vince thing. Right. But he made it better. So, he made it better, but that's still a Vince product. Like this is going to be his first, like we're building this one from the ground up here. Yeah. There's, I guess a small foundation from before, but that was when Bray had his creative control, but they can take it and start over. Like, you know how we talked about when triple H takes over, things aren't going to change overnight. It's going to be slow. I feel like this one, because Bray's coming back, they can start with whatever they want. There is going to be no slow transition. Yes. So I think all that just to say, I think anybody's on the table. They can move anybody over, just about anybody. Obviously, like you're not going to have Roman Reigns move over or some shit. But, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers that can probably need some repackaging that can move over. Yeah, I really think that um, if we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to guess, I think Alexa's going to go back, so that's one. I think eventually we're going to see Dexter Loomis in that group. It kind of makes sense with his character, but we'll see. Um, I think Tomasa Champ is going to be in that group. He kind of disappeared without anyone knowing. He's not, he hasn't been on the show in a while, and you know he wasn't there with The Miz for his birthday celebration. Like, Where has Champa been? Is he one of the guys that's going to be in the Wyatt Six? Um, then you got... I think they're going to have a tag team in there. Some somehow, maybe they call somebody up. Maybe they, you know, they just brought back the Good Brothers. That's awesome for all for all involved. Did you know about that? Did you even know the Good Brothers are back on WWE? I did know that they teamed up with uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, the Bullet Club's back together. the The original Bullet Club back together. So it's nice to see. Not the original, but 
Most Let me throw a tag team out there for you that could use a total repackage that maybe could fit at least the look. What do you think about someone like the Viking Raiders? I knew you were going to bring them up. No, no, no. Do you think they're just so far damaged? Because I feel like they have that Wyatt look to them. And if they could just completely scrap everything they've ever done and repackage them, I feel like they could fit the mold. So I don't want them back. I can see them coming back. I want someone else to come back, which you may not even know or think about. Bo Dallas is coming back to WWE. He's going to oh, be. Oh yeah, I saw the I saw the rumors of him. He's going to be in the White Six. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He's got to be in. Why not his tag team partner, the B team? Why not actually use someone? <laughs> no, seriously. Why not use him? Right. Oh, that would be awesome. I'm laughing, but that would be awesome. And I because I didn't think about that person at all. I did. I've been thinking about it since the Bo Dallas news or the, whatever the rumors. And I'm like, bring him back. Why not? Yeah. Um, McGillicuddy or whatever you want to call him, whatever his name was when he left, I forgot. But the B team was awesome and they were over and they'd be even more over with their, you know, with, with his brother. And then you have his partner go, I'm bringing my tag team partner too. Like it'd be awesome. Um, but we'll see. There's this, they're talking about Baron Corbin, maybe. That'd be cool. I would love to see Corbin in a different gimmick. As in, you're still Baron Corbin, but you're no longer Happy Corbin. You're no longer. Oh, God, yeah. All these bull. I think Corbin's awesome. I think he's a great wrestler. I've been saying this for years. You know that. He's, I think he's a, a good wrestler, but just his characters have been so bland. And like the, the best thing he ever had going when he was that sympathetic, down on his luck person. But they, they did it for like two or three weeks, and then they're like, okay, we're done. Happy Corbin time. I'm like, no, you rushed this. Yeah. I can see Karrion Cross in there. Maybe that's maybe we don't bring Alexa. Maybe um, Sister Abigail or that woman character could be Scarlet. And then while Karrion Cross is in there, I, I, I don't know. There's just so many different ways and so many different things. And we know he's going to be on SmackDown this week. So I will be watching SmackDown tomorrow night for sure, 1,000%. Because I want to see what happens. He was not on Raw. People were so mad. Bray Wyatt was not on Raw. It's like, why would you put him on Raw, man? Like, just would you do that? There's too many. There was too many things that happened on Raw. Raw was a huge show. Raw yeah. was one of the best Raws in a long time. It had Brock Lesnar come back. It had Seth Rollins win the U.S. title. Um, it had him set up. It's nice to see Brock come back and not challenge for a title. You know, he just came out there, beat the shit out of Bobby Lashley, and they're just going to have a match at the next pay-per-view. That's it. Yeah. No title. He's going to put Bro- Bobby Lashley over. It's great. That's great. We, that's all we wanted was Brock Lesnar in a match that's not for the fucking title. Yes. Um, we had Sami Zayn versus Matt Riddle, um, which is going to lead me to our next topic, which is Sami Zayn, just a genius. Just a genius in the ring and on the mic and playing this bloodline thing so well. Like, you... I know you don't want to sit there, Chris, and watch wrestling Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Friday. Like, it's a lot, right? Like, sometimes I want to watch something else. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it wasn't football season, but it's hard to, to spend all day Saturday watching college football, Sunday professional, Monday night trying to watch both, Thursday night watching football, Wednesday more wrestling. It would leave it to where, like, the only night would be Tuesday nights. The only time there isn't something going on and and Tuesday night I'll be at a hockey game. You know what I mean? So it's like, it'd be every night of the week, something to watch. You're going to the home opener or the, I am going to the, I always go to the home opener. The only home opener I've missed in probably the last seven or eight years was the COVID 
home opener when the tickets were just too expensive. Yeah, I didn't even look at tickets. I got my 10-pack, and I'm good with that. Um, usually we get the home opener on our package, not this year. Actually. Yeah. My first game's not until November. Oof. I know, which I'm okay with. I didn't know. I thought- I didn't know they played. I didn't know they started that on the eleventh. I'm like, what? They're playing and they lost. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Do you you bought tickets? You got Blink One Eighty Two tickets too? Nope. Yeah, too expensive. I'm not going to spend 160 dollars on that. I wouldn't like no. my favorite person ever is Jimmy Buffett, and I'm not going to spend. I wouldn't even spend it on Buffett. But I've seen no. him too many times. I've never seen Blink live. But anyway, nobody cares about that. Um, back to Sami Zayn. My original point was. Utilize Twitter, Chris. Just when you can, when you can't sleep at night, when you wake up too early, whatever it may be, you're on your break. Just, just, just hit Twitter up. Type in Sami Zayn. See what there's videos, and he's just a genius in the ring with the with the Usos playing Jimmy and playing Jay. You know, uh, Jay's super pissed, <laughs> or yeah, Jay's super pissed, and Jimmy's just laughing, having a good time. Just like that real storytelling's there, where like you know, eventually. Eventually, Jay's gonna get his revenge. Jay's gonna just knock the shit out of Sammy. Sammy's gonna turn into a huge baby face, and then we're gonna get this feud. I don't know where it's gonna lead. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I used to thought it was Kevin Owens and Sammy versus the Usos, which could happen, but it's gonna be awesome. Like Roman loves Sammy, and I don't know if you do you know the story at all. I know a little bit. I've seen bits and pieces where Roman's all for it. You know, he got him the shirt and there's just like that tension there. Cause not everyone wants him there. Only Jay. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. I forget which one's which. Um, the, it's just funny. Like you'll see Sammy in a, in a promo and he'll just interrupt and make stuff up. And Paul Heyman's like, are you, why are you interrupting? And Roman looks pissed. He looks pissed. And you're like, Oh, this is it. This is it. And he's like, you know what? He smiles. You're right. You're right, Jay. You talk too much. You're a loose cannon, Sammy. Yeah. He's your problem now. It's like <laughs> that's fucking awesome, you know. Like everything's coming up, Sammy. So which which is gonna happen? What's well, gonna happen is he's gonna get his ass beat sometime, and Sammy's gonna be the biggest. This is what you wanted, Chris. You, Sammy's doing the best work he's ever done in his whole career, ever, and you're not seeing it. I need to see it. I need to go watch my doppelganger do his best work ever. You, you've convinced me. I need to watch. I'm going to put it on the DVR. If I don't watch live, I got to watch it later. Just at least, if nothing else, then for his segments. Because all, yes, that's all you need to do is watch his segments. Like the rest are just whatever, blah. Drew McIntyre comes up. Oh, I got a sword. You know, just just watch the same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like the same stuff is pure gold. I, it's the best thing that's going on in professional wrestling right now, by far. Yeah. By far, Not, nothing's even close, in my opinion. So since this podcast started, that's all you wanted was him to have a chance. And he's literally the main event. (laughs) That's it. I got to watch. I'm convinced. Yes. I did my job because he's awesome. All right. What's next on the whole docket, Chris? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Oh, do I see Blink-182 live? Is that what you just sent me? Yes. You said you've never seen them live. And I'm sending you the screenshot from when me, you, Davey, and Jenna, she's just not in that picture. 2016. So you have seen them live. Yes, I did. Was at the amphitheater. Yes, I did. 2016. Wow. So who? That's a long time ago. Yep. That was like a lifetime ago. Anyway, um, let's go to AEW. We've talked about WWE too much. <laughs> we, we have. Uh, there's two. There's two things we need to speak about AEW. Unless you have something else. Number one is the same old bullshit Tony Khan does 
Um, the same old shit. We're, we're skipping the first one. We're going straight to Daniel okay. Garcia. I had a feeling. The same old. We've seen it with Jamie Hayter. We've seen it with Luchasaurus. We've seen it with basically any kind of turn, face or heel. They'll turn, if they're heel, they'll turn face for three weeks, and then they'll turn back heel. If they're heel, they'll turn face a little bit, then they go. Did you know that was going to happen? When I, when he came out, I had a 10% thought in my head, like, okay, he's turning. that, that A little bit. But I'm like, no, he's not turning. He's not. But I'm like, yes, he is. He's going back to Jericho. And he fuck because there was no way that Brian Danielson was winning that title. So how was he going to win it? He was going to win it by Daniel Garcia cheating or helping him out. Yeah. And I am so frustrated. There was another, there was other, there was better ways to do this. Just better ways. And I just don't agree with this decision at all. I don't. Like not at all? Is that a better way to do it? It's not at all? Well, you have Jericho win. Jericho can't win clean again. He just can't. He can't. He's a bad guy. He needs to win by cheating. Have someone else help. I don't know who else could help, but I guess that's not a surprise to anyone. But having Daniel Garcia get pushed so far up, maybe this is the best thing for his career. I don't know if it is or not. I just wanted to see him with a long run with the with the combat club. I really did. I did. Yeah. And and you know what? Fuck them. They're not even a real club. Where was Moxley at, at the end? That just tells me that they're not even a real faction. Moxley's not going to come out there to help his number two. That pissed me off, by the way. I feel like they're only kind of together because they were like really cohesive and now they're just kind of there. They're, they're like the next pinnacle almost, right? Like they're a faction that's kind of together, but then kind of not together some weeks. Um, like where is Wheeler Yuta? Like he got super over. And then I feel like as soon as he did, like he just went off somewhere else Never know when you're going to see him. Like, when do you actually see that whole group together? Like, inner circle. Think about inner circle. So from from the very beginning, almost every single week, if one of them's coming out, they're all coming out. Like, with the combat club, it's usually, like, Claudio and, like, one other person. Claudio? I haven't seen him in weeks. We talking about Claudio. I'm just saying, like, you <laughs> see, he'll come out with somebody, but then, like, Moxley is by himself. Um, Brian Danielson is usually by himself. You know what I mean? So it's like you'll have Regal on commentary. That's about it. Yeah, but, and then he'll be talking about his. But like they don't feel as much like a group anymore. Other than they they have matching shirts, matching. and they remind me of like a wrestling club, like a wrestling team, or not real wrestling, like you know, not high school wrestling, if you want to say or collegiate wrestling. Whereas, like, yeah, they're part of this fox catcher club you know or whatever um that thing the dupont remember that story that the fox catcher movie no no jesus christ Chris. olympic <laughs> super kurt angle was part of it super famous um uh, wrestling club for the at the olympics and all the professional wrestlers not prof- not not sports entertainers but like the olympic wrestlers went there to train and they all were part of the fox catcher club okay anyway i feel like they're that they're just saying they're, they're part of this club. They're all being mentored by William Regal. They don't all have to be friends. They're just literally a combat club. And they go and they're just part of this club with William Regal. They don't have to be some, oh, we're all best friends. We're all, and plus they're faces. They're not going to cheat the win. They don't need help out there. Faces don't do that. Look at any face faction in AEW. They don't, even the best friends, they'll come out and they'll give fist bumps and they walk away. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm okay with that. It's just at the very end when your boy's getting beat down, where'd you go, Moxley? Did you and Renee just dip out early? Like I don't, yeah, right. I don't know. I just whatever. If you're gonna call yourself a club and and you're just, it doesn't make sense. But are you okay with the swerve? Are you okay with this 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 heel turn? Um, I was just kind of hoping the same thing that he would just go ahead and align himself with the combat club. I feel like it suits who they originally wanted him to be more. Right? They wanted us to take him serious as a technical wrestler. And I guess I would get it, like if, like what you just said, if they hadn't just done the same thing like three or four times already. It almost feels a little, I hate to say it, but a little Vince-like, where Vince finds an idea that he likes. Remember when he would do that? Yes. Oh, I love two out of three falls matches. Every match is two out of three falls now. Yes. So it's kind of like, all right, with these heel-face turns, other than the ones that happen organically, um, it's all right, we're going to, we're going to, build this up and you're hinting at turning, but then you don't, but then you make the turn, but then you go back on the turn and we're going to do that over and over again. Yes. That's pretty much how it was. And I, I just, it could go somewhere. I just hope he doesn't do another turn. <laughs> well, it makes last week's match meaningless. He came out there and wrestled those guys and yada, yada, yada. It makes it Sammy Guevara gets to win. Like, so the whole trick was the, the whole time was to let Jericho and Sammy beat the shit out of you and then only to screw Brian Danielson. Like, what was the point? Yeah. There was no, there was no, there's no logic there. Same thing with Jamie Hayter when she turned back. There's no point. No. The point was you wanted to get ahead and you were sick of Britt Baker taking the spotlight and then you were mad at her. And then the very next two weeks later, three weeks later, oh, I'm cool. I, I don't want the spotlight anymore. I, I was yeah. just kidding. I just want to be, I just want to be off the side. You know, it reminds me of uh, freaking what's the movie with Will Ferrell, the NASCAR movie, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby, where hit Cal Naughton Jr. Hey man, do you think maybe like I could win once? Well, then what the hell am I gonna do? Oh yeah, you're right, man. Sorry, I even asked. I'll yeah. just go back to being a sidekick. <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. But hey, nope. that's where we're at with it. That's where we're at with AEW. I'm not digging them lately at all. I think I'm not. I'm not going to go like WWE Gareth style or Jobber Nation and just trash them. But I will say like the honeymoon phase is one thousand percent over. Yeah. Um. You know, I, they just signed John Moxley to a five year deal, and I'm thinking, are they even going to be a company in five years? Yeah. Yeah. I. I really. I think they will because impacts lasted that long, but will they be on TV? Will they be anything relevant? Probably not. Not the way they're going, not the way they're tracking. And I hate to say that because they had potential, but Triple H is running things now in the WWE and all the talents going back and Tony Khan's kind of losing it. I think he's losing. I think he, he needs to hire people that know what they're doing. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think he was blessed with Cody Rhodes. I think he was blessed with, you know, the talent back there that was helping him book these shows, and now that they're gone, we're seeing what's really happening with Tony Khan in this booking. Yeah. So, it's a problem. It's, it's a problem, for sure. You know, like, the, for example, the next, the, the very last thing we're going to p- talk about today is uh, the Hangman Page and Moxley promo. I don't, I didn't even know they were wrestling next week, and I didn't give a, I don't care. I don't care. There's been no build. There's been nothing to this. It's like, it's kind of like they just take, well, Hangman didn't. Hangman won that tournament thing. That 
what was it, the number one contenders tournament, yeah. battle royal, whatever it is. So he's going to go on and probably lose because that's, again, when you win those number one contenders tournament things or poker chips or whatever, you usually lose. I feel like MJF is going to be the first one to actually win, but this is just a match to carry us over until it's time for MJF to come in. I hate um, I hated that promo. I hated the entire thing, that entire segment. I hated it. Hated it. I don't know how you. You didn't like where he punched himself in the head. No, it was me. Is dumb. It was dumb. And then you could tell he was kind of like, "Oh crap! I hit myself a little too hard." Yeah, like it took away. He looked. He was like, "Oh, he had like a concussion or something." Yeah, he was like, "Damn, what's going on?" Damn, that hurt. Like it hurt a lot more than I thought it would. And like it took away. Like he didn't look so tough after that. So no, that's all it looked like. Was well, now you just kind of look dumb because. You just punch yourself so much that reminds me of uh, what was it? There's that guy in the NFL that like smashed himself in the head with a helmet and his face was bleeding everywhere. Oh no no no! This is guy, but Gus Frost, the guy who slammed his head into the the wall after he scored a touchdown and concussed himself. But yes. Oh the, yeah, there's that too. Yep, I forgot about that one. Yes, but the guy Richie, oh gosh, it was a guy from the Eagles. He was like a fullback. He used to punch himself yeah. in the face so many times until he bled before the match or before the game or something like that. I don't know. He was an idiot. (laughs) But but the thing is, like, I don't believe Paige is going to win. I don't believe the Heat. I don't believe that Moxley doesn't like him. I don't believe any of it. I just think that uh, Tony Khan gets in the situation where it's kind of like UFC. There's two guys, and they're going to fight for the title, and there's nothing going on. There's no lead-up. It's just a fight, which is okay. But for professional wrestling, we need stories, and the story isn't really there. The story yeah. is more of a, you're a kid, and I don't respect you. And the other guy's <laughs> like, I'm a cowboy, and I punch myself in the face, and it hurts. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, I wish I can take, where's Doc Sampson? I need to go back. Um, I need to go to the trainers. But gosh. Um, and then MJF showing up, and everyone taking all the attention away from those two for like the freaking three minutes of whatever. That, I felt like, I felt so bad for those guys. Do you know what I'm no. talking about? Right in the middle of Hangman doing this pr- passionate promo that sucked. You just see MJF sitting there and all the people, everyone. Just, why is he out there? He's not even part of the fucking story. He just has a chip. It's to remind everybody that he has We know. A chip. We saw him earlier in the goddamn show when he was threatening Carlton Banks. Carlton Banks. Yeah. I know, but they just want to keep it on fresh on everybody's That's a Vince, mind. That's so a that, Vince thing. It is. We but know. like you said, at least he doesn't. At least he can go some places without it. He doesn't have to hold it and walk to the ring with it, and then in the backstage cut a promo with it, and like making sure to hold it up and get it in the frame. Like well, they did. just have him sit out there. But no. yeah, I get what you mean, though. It kind of took away from it a little. It bit. took away. It took a lot away, and it, it kind of pissed me off. Like these guys are going out here trying to build a feud, and they can't because every time someone says something, they zoom into MJ's, MJF's face. It's like. Dude, he's not even a part of it. He's not even a part of this feud. And I don't believe he's going to cash in next week. I don't think he is. I'd be awesome if he did. But I don't think he is. Uh, he's, yeah. he's leaning towards more of a face lately, which is weird. Really weird, which I don't like. Like his whole thing. Do you think I, do you think I like what I do when I'm out here? Like, What's going on? Is this yeah. is this to make him a baby face? So whenever he does cash in on Moxley, people boo the hell out of him. 
Did I lose you? No, I'm here. I'm still oh, here. Say, say that last part. It, it cut out for a second. No, do you think like uh, they're they're turning uh, MJF kind of face? So whenever he does cash in on Moxley, he's a bigger heel because he's like, I tricked you all. I'm the fucking devil. Like, what do you think they're Possibly. doing? With I don't know what they're doing with him, to be honest. I get confused when they make him, they keep dropping these hints of him being face. It's very confusing to me because I always thought when he won his first title, he would be full on huge heel, biggest heel in all of wrestling. And it sometimes seems like they're straying away from that a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect with NJF. I think he's too his title run. I think people, I think Tony Khan's smart enough to realize they're going to cheer him no matter what. So why not just turn on face? But like, he's, a cocky I feel face. like he's going to be one of those heels that, like, yes, everybody's going to cheer him, but they can still boo him and, like, boo his character, you know? But they just appreciate him as a person and as a professional and all the work that he's put in. They just want to boo him. Uh, his character because he's an asshole. What about this? And I'll leave you with this. Um, I will leave you with this thought and then we'll check out. Um, what if they're building this baby face MJF only for the heel return of CM Punk? The, re- the, re- the roles are now reversed where now we have a piece of shit. No one likes CM Punk versus a baby face beloved MJF. What if we get that? I hope not. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be down for it. No, I just listen. If all this stuff is true about CM Punk in the back, then I just genuinely don't like the dude and don't want to see him on screen ever again in either company. Just but, go away because I feel like there's a good thing going. You know how hyped I was for Kenny Omega to be back, and that was a teaser. And then this whole altercation, and now he's in trouble, and now we don't know, is he coming back? There's all this rumor, what if they leave? I feel like, I just feel like CM Punk took a lot away from me, and I'm good with him just not showing up anymore. I don't want to see it. What if, what if, and I don't believe this, maybe I do, what if he's not the bad guy? What if the Bucks are the ones in the elite? Start. I, I don't believe Kenny would do it, um, just I don't know when I have nothing to say this on just my interaction, my interaction, my, my observations on being the elite. He seems like a really chill, cool guy, friendly with everyone. I really do see the cockiness and the arrogance of the bucks, the like real, real time, like real life cockiness and arrogance. I see that with them. I don't see it with Paige. I don't see it with, and I'm not turning on the bucks. I still love the bucks. But I do see their little cocky attitudes. I, they love the attention. They love the media. They love... I can see them leaking stuff that's not true. I can see that. I'm not saying they do. But I'm saying yeah, maybe maybe it's a little gray area. Maybe it's both of them. I don't know. That's a little too Sammy thing conspiracy theory for me right it's there. It's not a conspiracy theory. We don't know the truth. We weren't in the locker room. And I'm not taking Punk's side at all. At all. Like, literally yeah. at all. But I'm not taking the Buck side at all anymore either. Like... It's 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 plausible that they they did a lot that they should have not done. It's, I'm yeah. just saying, I don't know, but hey, never say never in wrestling. I never thought I would want to see a lot of people wouldn't have wanted to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again. A lot of yeah. people, and then he turned it around. And he became a fan favorite again, and people actually liked him. So never say never. Maybe fair enough. Maybe CM Punk's a piece of shit. Maybe he. This is a. I doubt it, but maybe this is a thing that opens his eyes, and he's like, damn. 
I'm get this is getting taken away from me again, just like Shawn Michaels did. Yeah, there you fair go. enough. There you go. Hey, Chris, you can't play favorite. I know you're like a Brady. I don't even want to get into this, <laughs> but you're a psychopath for thinking that was a makeup call. Makeup calls shouldn't determine a game, but we'll leave it at that. I'll let you have that one. You're way off. But let's go ahead and sign off. I will. All right. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening and you love us and you love my hard K's and C's, um, follow us over on Twitter, Josh Kimmel OUS. Follow Chris at RTW. Chris, um, I talk about football a lot. Chris talks about nonsense. He he thinks makeup calls exist and whatever. I um, don't even know about that. That's a whole different Twitter. I'm just saying. Oh, that's it's right. A, it's a very factual Twitter. You it's, know, very, it's not like you're inaccurate. Wrestling histories. My <laughs> mind's actually a factual Twitter account, um, but there you go. Do you want to know Follow about us on Twitter? Do you want to know about some uh, history on wrestling? I can I can tell you something. Teach me some history. DX is only a faction for like two years. They weren't as good as everyone thought they were. Overrated. They were just so big, and they were they were the biggest faction at the biggest time in wrestling. But yeah, a lot of that stuff was very short term. Um, Chris, I'm going to leave you with this. And um, I'm going to get some heat for this. Not really. Probably not. Because it's true. Okay. The NWO, more impactful than DX will ever dream of. That's it. Good night. Bye. See ya. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.